When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fearscape Media Network, exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Support for this podcast comes from The Psychic Social Experiment. What is the psychic social experiment? What is the psychic social experiment? What is the psychic social experiment? The psychic social experiment from the Fearscape Media Network, happening April 23rd at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join the spooky crew of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast, the rock and roll ghost hunter himself, Keith Age, and famed psychic medium, Scotty Rorick, for a psychic social experiment. Scotty, whose mission is to bring spiritual understanding to people searching for answers, will lead everyone in an interactive remote seance via Zoom to attempt to contact the spirits of a famous paranormal location. Be a part of this live studio audience for this fun and interactive live YouTube show and event. The event will begin with Scotty leading a meditation to heighten our intention and set the stage for the spirits to come and convey their messages. When the seance is complete, your hosts will be asking some of you to share in what you experienced and felt during the meditation and see if many or even all had a shared experience that others can corroborate. It will be a fantastic evening of communing with the spirits and potentially for some very transformative. Don't miss out on this opportunity to expand your mind and broaden your psychic horizons. Tickets are only $6 and are now available at www.fearscapemedia.com forward slash psychic. Act now to secure your spot for this amazing event and YouTube show. Good evening, dear friends. I am your head mister, Stefan Gearhart. And I am your co-mister, the man with no name, Lance Wayne. And we are the misters of the dark. Join us as we discuss everything from horror books, films, and even pretty princesses. Join us every other Tuesday in our dilapidated mansion. You never know what's going to happen next. Only on the Fearscape Media Network. <laughs> That's a good laugh. Thank you for tuning in to Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. We are on a journey to understand and to discover the phenomena that seems to exist all around the globe. We invite you to join us on this journey into the unknown.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another deeply, mysteriously cloaked, foresty edition of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast here on the Fearscape Media Network. I am Stefan Gearhart, your host for the evening, joined as always by my co-host, the man who shaves every inch of his body before he gets on Zoom, Josh Rutledge. You know, I want to be aerodynamic um, because I want to slip right into the astral plane, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh i don't know i i've got a mix of the movie the abyss as well as like um uh fringe kind of mixed together but instead of the uh, the deep tank filled with water it's filled with like amniotic fluid what so that's kind of like ghostbusters 2 or yeah well they, they, yeah <laughs> they find the, the river of ooze and they and they fall inside not ooze it, slime yeah the river of ooze slime is, ooze is teenage mutant ninja turtles but yeah, yeah don't get it mixed up man don't get mixed up. Um, but yeah, we've got a really cool show for you guys. Thank you, as as you always do, tuning in and taking a listen. Um, we've got some really cool stuff to talk about, but the big one is, is we've got an interview with our good buddy, Wayne Barnes, uh, founder and researcher of the uh, Bigfoot Sasquatch Investigations. Um, he is amazing. Not only that, he's part of the podcast Weird and Wild West Virginia, who, you know, we've had uh, Joe Perdue on before, yep. a good buddy of ours, and he introduced us to Wayne. Uh, he's also a prolific artist, does some really badass art, man. I mean, this guy has just been through it, man. He's he's actually just across the river from you, Josh. So Yeah, and, you know, jack of all trades, right? So That's right. Uh, so, but yeah, make sure you guys uh, stick around after the break to listen to that sweet ass interview <laughs> but before we get to that interview i want to jump into our first segment as we usually do which is the uh, psychic word of the week and now the psychic word of the All right, psychic word of the week comes from the encyclopedic psychic dictionary from uh, Lady, I'm going to call her Lady, Lady June G. Bletzer, PhD, rest <laughs> in peace, uh, my love. Um, Dutch, she, Duchess. Yeah, she, Duchess. of course, has this great dictionary here. And uh, I flipped through the pages, landed on, or is it here? What page is it? Do, 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 do. 559. So, five. 59 feel that baby feel that and uh the 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 word over here that i looked at that caught my eye was um shared dreams hmm. shared dreams so uh, i think this is probably gonna be what we think it is but i'm gonna read it anyways so here's here's shared dreams uh one identical dream stuff dreamt by two people the same night happens mostly between spouses and in mother-daughter relationships or two visions of one another seen by two people dreaming at the same time hmm. um so very interesting makes you wonder if is that a dream or is it just meeting up in the astral plane right well it's interesting because me and me and my, my daughter and i me and my daughter whichever one is right my daughter and us yeah, so we had a we had a shared dream one night. It was really interesting. Um, I was dreaming that we were in a different house, and our bedrooms were arranged differently. And when Layla Layla had to get up in the middle of the night 
because she was scared and she ran to what is currently in our current house lily's room but in the dream her room was right next to our master bedroom so i asked her why she ran to lily's room and she said because she got she forgot that that was not where our room was but mm. that wouldn't have happened so she somehow tapped into the dream that i was having for the you know the the way that our house was arranged in my dream mm, very very interesting man very interesting indeed uh pretty sure santosh and i uh have in the past have had uh shared shared dream moments like that where we've seen each other and talked to each other and um what we relayed to one another was so similar enough mm -hmm. that we felt like that yeah we were indeed talking to each other so that's pretty cool yeah it could be telepathy could be astral travel could legit yeah. just be dreams i don't know right uh, you know um but anyways we're gonna go ahead and get off of that subject and move to uh what do we got spooky news so let's go ahead and jump right into spooky news All right, so I've got some spooky news this week. This comes from Forbes.com, and uh, it's not necessarily like a, uh, ooh, this happened, a new story, but it kind of encompasses what we've been feeling. The headline reads, 2021 is shaping up to be the year of the UFO. Uh, and this is, again, on Forbes.com, okay? Uh, so it says, it starts out, it says, in December 2020, President Trump signed a coronavirus relief bill that included an interesting stipulation. The bill set into motion an 180-day time frame in which the U.S. intelligence agencies must tell Congress everything they know about UFO sightings via an unclassified report. Remarkably, in what sounds like the opening crawl of a sci-fi film, the report must also include an analysis as to whether or not UFOs pose a threat to national security. As the deadline inches closer, public interest in UFOs has started to spike. Recently encouraged by an interview with Trump's former intelligence director, excuse me, intelligence director John Ratcliffe, who stated, "Frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. Some of those have been declassified, and when we talk about sightings, we're talking about objects that have been seen by Navy or Air Force pilots, or have been picked up by satellite imagery. That, frankly." engage in actions that are difficult to explain movements that are hard to replicate that we don't have the technology for or traveling at speeds that exceed the sound barrier without a sonic boom public interest in ufos and alien abduction spiked during april of 2020 as the pentagon of course confirmed the authenticity of three videos showing unidentified aerial phenomenon shot by air force pilots uh and of course alien invasion and abduction has become a popular meme recently on social media due to everything there of course we also had last year the facebook event storm area 51 they can't stop all of us the mysterious monoliths happen and then to add to all of that in january of 2021 thousands of cia documents on unidentified flying objects were released in a massive document dump that the agency claims includes all of their records on ufos and then this adds here don't forget there's also space force um and he talks about he continues on i'll just go on from there he just talks about all the sightings that are coming forward that they're finding here and there as well as other governments coming forward and saying yes we think disclosure needs to happen that this is going to be a very popular year for ufos so <clears throat> my prediction is that uh, this year, we will get some level of disclosure. Next year, will be contact. 
Mm, very interesting. I like and, that. and the reason I say that is because 22 is, and I know you don't necessarily agree with this, but 22 is a magical number uh, in numerology. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll preface it in numerology. In next year's 2022. Yeah, well, and 2022 adds down to six, which is a derivative of three. Yep. So, well, yeah, and then this year is five. So, yep. That's one before six. It is. Last year was four. It was really weird. Um, But no, uh, yeah, so very interesting year. So uh, as we usually say, you know, at my end there is keep your eyes on the skies, guys. Keep letting us know about any sightings you come across and all of that stuff, man. We want to know. Well, and I'll just say this real quick. There is, with all of this stuff being made, quote unquote, official, there's no reason to preface it anymore with don't think I'm weird. Yeah. Right. Stop that. Yeah. Stop telling us we don't think you're crazy and the world doesn't anymore. Right. It does not. Um, and speaking of crazy, before we get to the last segment of Creepy Ketchup, which we got some cool shit to talk about, um, is I just want to remind people one of the best ways that you can help us out is by giving us a five star review wherever you listen to podcasts. And, and, you know, it doesn't even have to be five, but just give us a review. Um, we've been getting some and we love them and we will gladly take more. Um, but you can also share our pod wherever, whatever link you find or whatever, all that stuff. But yeah, let people know and uh, just, you know, hit that review, that share, that like, that all that jazz. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there real quick, <laughs> yeah. man, because we usually wait till the end, but I wanted to talk about it now. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, if you're ready, let's get to our final segment, which is uh, Creepy Ketchup. Creepy Ketchup. Creepy Catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Y'all, it's creepy. So, creepy catch-up. Before we get to the one part that's going to lead to us talking about the second part, um, I wanted to say I've been having a weird week. I've been seeing a lot of black unmarked helicopters. And, of course, I'm like, I was out with my wife, and she's like, how do you know it's unmarked? I'm like, do you see any words on it? Do you see any markings? Do you see anything? She's like, no, it's a black helicopter. Well, how do you know that it's the men in black? I'm like, I don't. I'm just saying it could be. It's weird. Do you not find it weird? (laughs) It it may not be unmarked. All the stickers could be black. Yeah, they're just it's just black on black, man. It's it's like uh, Vanta black out. Black. Yeah, you know, it's murdered out. That's all. So it it's is. all monochromatic, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, she even saw one. I was like, it, look, it's just sitting there. It's staring at us. Like, why? Like, why? Well, what it, are they and doing? It, and like I said today, you know, when we were talking about it, like Olaf said, I mean, it, it could just be that the phenomenon is taking them close to where it's taking us, and we're just kind of in the same space at the same time but they're not aware of us although we're aware of them but you know they're you know so on and so forth so it's it may just be quite simply coincidence because we're both looking into the same things well so uh, the crazy thing that happened to me was last with the helicopters is last night i went to go pick up my aunt from the airport who's coming to visit this weekend um and hopefully we're going to we're going to jerome that longhorn paranormal talked about so that's going to be a whole cool thing to talk about next week anyways uh as i get into the parking lot here comes a black unmarked helicopter hovering over my parking lot again, like it did that one time. And I'm like, gosh, so weird. And it's pretty low. I mean, it's, it's low. I mean, not as low as that one that you saw, but it's still low enough for me to be like, man, you're in the middle of the city. You gotta be careful, bro. Um, So I get into my car and I'm heading to the airport and I notice that that helicopter is following me. 
it is along the exact same path that I'm following. In fact, I can see it the entire way until I get probably about a half a mile into the airport, which I'm sure has restricted airspace. Yeah. It's gone. I noticed it's gone. And then, uh, like, on my way home, I didn't see it. But then I get into the uh, parking lot. I drop my aunt off because I had to go park somewhere else because people don't save me spots. Um, so I had to park like a block or two away. And as I'm walking, guess who shows back up? But that same, well, what I assume is the same black helicopter right over the top of me for a little bit and then zooms away. Now, of course, you looked at your phone in your flight tracker app to see what information you could find about that black helicopter, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. So if it's not reported, that means it's either military or it's... Right. And of course, I know everybody always says you're in Phoenix, Stefan. You've got that big Air Force base nearby, but it's all the way on the other side of town for me. So it's well, weird. Why would an Air Force more. helicopter be following you to the airport? Yeah, I don't know. And yeah, it could be coincidence, but man, these coincidences are starting to add up. You know, and it's funny because, and I'll just make a little side comment here, but I was talking to somebody else today on a Facebook group, and there, it comes a point when coincidences uh, cease to become, cease to be coincidences. And, it, and the point that I was making with them is they, they threw up you know, like the whole pareidolia thing um, about something that I was seeing on a Facebook page. This is not the conversation you and I have. It's mm-hmm. different, but, but anyways, and I was like, you know, just because pareidolia, whatever, how you pronounce it exists, doesn't mean that every sighting of whatever <laughs> right. should be every discounted. face that you see is, is right. Discounted. Yeah. I agree. So, but, um, but anyway, so is that your creepy? Cause I have something else before we get into the other. Yeah, thing. go ahead. That was, okay. that was all I had. So I was um, I was sitting in my car two days ago. I don't know. No, yeah, <clears throat> two days ago. And um, out of the corner of my eye, I see a black figure. Like my garage door's open. I'm sitting in the garage. My car, the garage door's open. And I see a black figure walk past my garage. Mm-mm. Now, I, I've got one of those ring motion cameras, you know, I'm on the corner of my garage. Mm-hmm. It didn't go off. So it didn't detect anything. There wasn't an actual human walking by. It was just a shadow figure. Yeah, shadow Shadow figure. figure. Yeah, the shadow's not going to pick up. So, and then I I got kind of a funny one. Um, So, like two days ago or three days ago, I got up in the morning. It was like five thirty. I was getting ready to do my meditation before everybody else gets up, and I decided to peek out the blinds into my backyard. So all the all the lights are off in in the house everywhere except there's one light on in the in the entryway that between the garage and the house. So there's enough light that there was some reflection in the ground in the glass. And when I lifted up the blinds to peek through, these two eyeballs were staring back at me and it <laughs> scared the shit out of me until I realized that they were my eyeballs. <laughs> Dude, I ain't gonna lie. I can't tell you how many times that shit's happened to me. <laughs> and you know how easily startled I am and I scream like a little one. And- yeah, I mean my heart rate shot up and I was like, Oh shit, what is that? Then I realized that it was my own eyeballs. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, that's totally happened to me before. Yeah, that's not a good listener story, people. <laughs> like if you're gonna send in a listener story, don't be like don't, don't I saw it was crazy. It looked just like me. It was my doppelganger. Oh my god, I really realized i was looking in the mirror yeah 
<laughs> um, but yeah, but, so uh, I want to move to yeah. Creepy Ketchup because we have had ketchup. a crazy ass couple of days, y'all. Yeah. Some crazy shit has happened to us. Um, we're going to talk to you about it a little bit yeah. um, and we'll tell you why. Uh, but Josh, I'm going to hand over the reins to you, man, and, and just yeah. let you kind of talk about this because it's crazy. So uh, for those who don't know, on our FearscapePodcast.com, we have a sighting report where people send us sightings, right? you know, Bigfoot, alien, ghost, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And we And we get those. Uh, they come in, you know, not as frequently as I would like, but they do come in. And so um, Sunday morning, um, I happened to check my email and sure enough, somebody had submitted one and uh, they had submitted it uh, under the name Terry Wrist. Right. So the same Terry Wrist, we assume, yep. right, is, is the name taken from Alan Greenfield's books as well as made popular in Hellier yep. um, and that we talk about on this goddamn show all the time. And we've we've frankly multiple times asked him to contact us right so, and so here we get a contact now immediately immediately we're skeptical right right because like somebody pranking us or whatever but so in in the in the sighting report the information included uh is is definitely uh you know insightful um some of the details that is included that are included in the message uh harken back to theories that we've talked about over the last 18 to 20 months mm-hmm. of the show um, so if this is a prank someone has done someone has spent a lot of time listening to the entirety of our show jotting down all of our different theories around who Terry Wrist is and what all this means to put together this this prank Right. If, they, you know, they gave it, us it, a lot of cipher things, not necessarily yeah. Alan cipher, but like classic ciphers, classic like a, cipher. some numbers that we discovered yep. were uh, so one is a two is B, yeah. yada, yada. We were able to figure out some of that, um, which was very interesting. Some of it is information that he shouldn't have known um, right. uh, that we're still unclear on. Um, so and then um, so then I guess maybe like a couple hours go by. Um, and we get an email from an encrypted, uh, email address, like one of those temporary encrypted email accounts. Mm-hmm. And it says, Hey, spooky boys, you have 15 minutes to ask me whatever questions you want. And I will give you the honest, truthful answers. Yeah. Until this email disappears because it's one of those. Right. It's yeah, like, I did not see this cause I'm at the pool. My phone's right. dead. I'm and at I, the swimming pool swimming. And I lucked I'm in out Arizona because I was at Michael's with my family trying to get craft stuff. Not a sponsor. No. And um, and luckily, like my my kids had to go to the bathroom, so I like walked them over to the bathroom, and I'm waiting for them to to come out. And I decided to check my email, and that's when I see it. So I see it about nine minutes into the 15 minute window. So I frantically type <laughs> a bunch of just random questions four or five questions right because he, he said he would answer any single Anything. question yep. honestly yep and i fired off and uh within maybe a couple minutes he replied back with answers um i thought i had some time i fired one more question off he came back and said nope time's up i'll be back in touch um so i mean it, it it's definitely interesting and and i will say 
the um, the lead that he gave. Yeah. His... So yeah, we didn't say that. He he told us to look into something. Right. Um, not only did he tell us to look into something, but this thing that he told us to look into that we did some research into connected to an Estes session right. that we had. And um, a Ouija session. And a Ouija board session that's all made some crazy connections. And like now we're looking into this. Uh, it's, it spawned this whole investigation now. That, um, yeah, just that I'd never even heard of the lead that he had given us, but I we are found finding treasure yeah. troves of information. Right. We've even like gotten last week's guest Olaf in on it because Alan's been sick, so we haven't been able to talk to Alan about it, and so we've had to get at Olaf, and he's in on it. I mean, he I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it, there is so much information has come out just today alone. I I don't even know what tomorrow is going to bring. Um, that so, being said, <laughs> yeah. So you all may have picked up on we're not giving a lot of details. Um, and that's somewhat intentional because a lot of the information that we're finding is still very much, uh, as, the, as the hell your folks would have said, it is a live investigation and we don't want to necessarily give too much information away. Also, um, some of the information we're finding involves individuals and we don't want to necessarily... Uh, name them off to potentially, um, you know, cause people to start harassing them or something of that effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, However, yeah, this has created a group of us now. So far, us and Santosh and Olav have been doing some deep digging. Uh, We're looking into one of Olav's friends as well, getting into the research. And uh, essentially what this has allowed us to do and is helping us to do is to create something that we are uh, happily and jokingly, but seriously calling wristwatch. Yeah. So, um, and if, if you would like to get in and be a part of the investigation, um, all you have to do is uh, join our Patreon. Yep. We are going to, uh, because we feel like this is going to be an ongoing mystery, but not something that we can spend full episodes on all the time. Um, But we want to get that out there. So we want to make that exclusive to Patreon members only, um, where not only will you get to see the screenshots of the emails sent um, and all that stuff uh, and our research and the things that we've found so far, but you'll also get to become part of that Uh, mystery as well um, that we will gladly take your leads and your information and look into those to see if you can help us kind of get on this journey because it is i mean i hate to like tease tease the dragon here but it is it's incredible the lead that he gave us so so and and there's there's connections to uh gray barker there's connections Mm -hmm. to neil armstrong um, richard shaver neil armstrong um nasa Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of Air Force bases. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's a big it's a big it's a big deal, and it's yeah, the rabbit hole is uh, is tumbling tumbling quite deep. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so, and they can go straight to our Patreon by going to fearscapepodcast.com slash support. Correct. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah, you'll be able to get on there and be able to set up a monthly donation or whatever it may be, anything. I mean, we're not setting tiers in that regards. We just want you to be a part, and we want you to be a part of the investigation as well. Um, This is where we will share any updates, any news, uh, as as much as we can without, you know, sharing people's identities and things like that. Uh, But this is crazy. Like I said, if it would have just been Sunday and it would have been left at that, we wouldn't even be talking about it. But there's been new things happening 
every single day since then. And uh, so this will be this will be coming out a week from now. Um, so we'll have a whole weeks of information coming out yeah. soon too, on top of the three, four days that we've already got. So yeah, make sure to go to fearscapepodcast.com slash support, sign up for our Patreon so that you can join uh, wristwatch with us. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's get moving on. Unless you got anything else before we get to break Josh. Nope. All right. Well, let's get over to Wayne. Uh, we are so very excited to have Wayne Barnes again. So stick around after the quick ad break and check out our interview uh, with our Sasquatch expert, expert, not expert. That's French. Uh, Wayne Barnes. <laughs> Hey everybody, Stefan here. This episode is sponsored by the great folks over at Box Mountain. Box Mountain is a subscription box service that has my favorite sub box yet, the Cryptid Crate. You see, Josh got one of these for his birthday, and I was super jealous because it was packed full of merchandise pertaining to cryptids. The box he received first was all about the Flatwoods Monster, which of course is one of our favorites. And it had a t-shirt, a book, a patch, mug, and some awesome stickers. So I checked out the price to get one for myself, and let me tell you, it is well worth the value. These make excellent gifts for yourself or even friends that are cryptid lovers as well. Now, if you use the coupon code FEARSCAPE, you will get 25% off the first month for any new subscription or 10% off individual purchases. So go ahead and head on over to FEARSCAPEPODCAST.COM slash CRYPTIDCRATE now and get yourself one today. All right. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around after the break. We have the man himself, Wayne Barnes, from Bigfoot Sasquatch Investigations, co-founder and researcher there, uh, and a buddy of our buddy, Joe Perdue, uh, who got me connected to this guy. Wayne, thank you so much for coming on Fearscape, man. We appreciate you taking your time with us. No, guys. I appreciate you all having me on. I'm always uh, I'm always a little humbled when somebody wants to speak to me. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, we're 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 a little humble when people actually want to talk to us. So that's yeah. you know, that's, that's yeah, yeah, and don't hit leave meeting. You know, like right. That's, that's <laughs> what I like. Oh, it's oh, it's you guys. No, I'm sorry, I'm actually. <laughs> well, gentlemen, just so you know, if you couldn't figure it out uh, beforehand, you're all going to get my uh, Zoom cherry, I guess. Um, Ooh, oh, yeah. splash it, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is uh, this is. This is the first time for me. Oh man! Well, oh man! We'll try to make it nice and comfortable. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm giddy as a schoolgirl. You should be for now. Uh, but no, no, thanks, man. Hey, well, hopefully this will help you. Uh, you know, anytime in the future because it's a great. Uh, yeah. Not that Zoom's a sponsor or anything. No, but it's a great, especially be, you know. especially for you know COVID really helped us push that. And now that I live out in Arizona, it's helped Josh and I work uh, really well together. So yeah really great and then you're very close to louisville as well correct yes i'm just across the river yep that's because i lived over in clarksville for a number of years and so i'm uh i love my southern indiana so that was the other reason we were excited yeah joe was like hey i know a guy near you guys So very excited, man. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, let's get talking. I want to just jump right in, man, and get talking. I, I mean, you're you're interesting, but your your organization is also interesting. So let's talk a little bit about BSI. So give All us right. a little rundown on that for folks that don't know. 
Well, BSI is Bigfoot Sasquatch Investigations. Uh, me and my buddy, I guess we've been friends since, oh, God, I'm going to show some age here. <laughs> uh, since I was like 15. So I'm getting ready to be 51. We've All been right. friends ever since. So uh, we've, we've always had, it's weird. Me and him have had a lot of the same likes and dislikes music wise um heck we even had the exact same surgery at one point in our lives you know not at the same time you know the no, surgeon we, the surgeon just like, turned around and did you him giving you a <laughs> kidney does not count as the same surgery exactly, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no we uh it's, it's weird i mean we both love this had the same interests and i guess in about Oh, 2011 or 12, we got to talking, you know, more about Bigfoot and things like that. And he was like, he called me up one day. He's like, okay, you got to come up here. We got to talk. And so I showed up. He's like, I'm interested in starting this group. And I can't think of anybody else I'd want to start it with, but you, he goes, what do you think? And I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. You know? (laughs) And, uh, cause we've always been fascinated by it. I mean, heck we grew up like most people our age watching you know in search of and you know six million dollar man (laughs) all those you know where you've seen all that and uh we've just always been fascinated by it so we wanted to really get into the research part of it and figure out what's really going on because yeah there was not growing up we didn't have that much information about it yeah Yeah, we talk about that all the time and we're just 10 years younger than you so it's i mean that was still we didn't have a lot either. It was the library and yeah. the old guy down at the end of the street. Well, and especially if, especially if you grew up, you know, in the in the Bible Belt, then a lot of that stuff was, you know, frowned upon as being, you know, anti, you know, whatever religious Christian, whatever the case yeah, may be, or demonic so, or whatever, demonic or whatever the case is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If only they could see us now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. As as our numbers are getting starting to get higher and higher and higher. <laughs> Yeah, so we just, we we got started and we did some research and we actually, one of our first, I guess, real research trips, we used to always go out in the woods and, you know, hike and do all that. But when we really went out, you know, we found some tracks and kind of caught us off guard because we wasn't expecting to find anything like that. You know, we were just out in a known area. Yeah. And uh, we, we come across some tracks and we recorded all of that and, you know, course we didn't have plaster we wasn't thinking about all that mm-hmm. and um you know it kind of just boy when you find something like that it, yeah. it really that curiosity and that oh yeah you know that that adrenaline really starts going for and it doesn't last for just that day i mean you just it gives you that fever and you just yeah. gotta keep doing it hey, yeah. it's the same same way you know i've i've, I've always so, so for me, growing up, ghosts and stuff were always like, yeah, they might be a thing. But for me, I always knew there was extraterrestrial life. I just knew it in my in my in my being that there was something out there extraterrestrial. But until I had my first UFO sighting, that was when it actually triggered for me that hey, what wow. you think is real is real. And then from there, it's just yeah, it's like a snowball on a mountaintop, and it's just it's just picking <laughs> up speed. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I, that's the way. I mean, I've never had a UFO sighting of any mm-hmm. kind, but I've always been drawn to that a little bit. Now, yeah. being on the show, you know, that I'm on now, the podcast, you know, you you learn so much and you read so much more and doing research and you know for topics that you just 
I mean, it really blows you away how much stuff is out there and how much it all ties in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that definitely happened to us for sure. I mean, we, you know, you just start researching something and it like opens some paths to some other stuff that you weren't thinking about. Next thing you know, you're looking into some stuff. And then, you know, if you're like us and I know because your guys' podcast is very similar, it's like all of a sudden you start to realize how all of this weird stuff is connected, (laughs) you know? Yeah, it's like that's the interesting part. Two days before this UFO flap started, there were three Bigfoot sightings. And then, you know, right before there was uh, three Bigfoot sightings, there was a poltergeist, you know, that started happening up the road. And it's like, well, you know, did all these things happen coincidentally or are they related somehow? So it's it's funny. We've talked about that so much um, on and off the air about it's almost like people certain people and we've kind of zeroed it in on it seems like people you know because i'm an artist mm-hmm. and and you know the people that i deal with on the show are artists and it's it's almost like you're more open you know because your brain is more creative you're you're you know you're always thinking that way mm-hmm. and you're you're more open-minded that it seems to almost let things in or make you susceptible to be seeing things that normally people wouldn't see. Yeah, it, it's interesting because Josh and I, um, he is definitely more analytical. I'm definitely the more creative artistic brain, though we both share little bits of the piece, but it's interesting because we can both come at something from two different angles and all it does is just push that theory even further <laughs> because we've got two separate ideas looking at something and coming to a similar conclusion just from different angles you know that's what i find fascinating yeah it's 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 remarkable how much and we talk about it so much about how things just like you know you'll be talking about bigfoot and then two shows later you've done some research and you're like wait a minute this sounds like you know during this ufo investigation we're talking about Mm -hmm. sounds like something bigfoot oriented or paranormal I mean, it's just, right. it's unreal. Well, well it, speaking it, of something. wild and weird West Virginia, I mean, that's the perfect, uh, Mothman <laughs> is the perfect example of that. You've got yeah. UFO flaps, you got cryptid sightings, there's hauntings, there were all these different things that were happening around that same time. And then this huge tragic event as well, all uh-huh. in like this realm is crazy. Yeah. Well, and I, I was going to say, you know, something that uh, that we talk about quite a bit. And you know, when we had uh, Ken Gerhardt on a couple months back, he was talking about how all these different um, uh, cryptid sightings that happen all around the country and all around the world, um, they're just localized names for the same phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how, how many times do you read about something? And when you actually read about the sighting or you read about uh, the the characteristics of the cryptid, you realize, hey, wait a minute, that sounds a lot like this other tale over here. It's called something else over here, but really, it's probably the same thing. And I think that's probably we're talking about, you know, the differences between Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti. Skunk I mean, apes, yeah, you know, it's it's probably all somehow even related in the same species, just maybe different parts of the globe or regions or whatever. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's. We, we've discussed the same thing, and it seems to be, to me, I equate it to, like, say, for instance, Bigfoot, because that's my strong point. Right. Um, it's, I think it's, it's almost like even attitudes, characteristics, character of the animal, 
are just like humans. You get, you know, and all animals, you get some animals that are just crazy mean and just attack everything. And then you get some animals of the same species that does none of that. You know, they're more calm and tame. And yeah, I mean, it's, and it seems to be that we're all intermingled in that, yeah. you know, yeah. with, uh, I mean, it's, it's really wild when you start thinking about it because uh, wild and weird. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get a, a check from that. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> Man, I hope so too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> but now, I mean, it, it really does seem to be that everything ties in at some even small level you know the lowest levels of whatever and like you were talking about the the reports of like say lizard man down in what was it south carolina mm -hmm. um i mean i've read the books i've read the stories to me i go man that sounds like a bigfoot mm -hmm. but it then i go well is it just because you know i'm more yeah. bigfoot oriented but the same way with aliens you know well, they sound familiar. Well, that's you know something we've talked about. We 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 joked about um, the is are, are gray aliens, for example, are they juvenile Bigfoot that haven't grown their hair yet? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I mean, that's kind they haven't of grown in. They haven't grown in their body. You know, yet. Their head is already there. But right, you know, they, you know, but you know, who knows? Are, do, are Bigfoot born? big and hairy you know i mean they you would think that every animal has some sort of a a life cycle that it goes through and humans change as they mature and so on and so forth so who knows what a bigfoot looks like as a juvenile or as a baby or as a toddler or whatever the case may be so how many of these other hairless sightings are bigfoot but they're in a different life cycle stage and so they don't stage. you know so a different point in their life, yeah. Just... Exactly. You know, different chapter of their life. Yeah, so. well, and, and even to add on that, you know, Keel talks a lot about, you know, the uh, fairy sightings of the past or these other sightings of actually seeing their gods and things like that may have just been visitations by uh, different aliens or something like that, that that's just how they thought to say it was, oh, well, it's got to yeah. be a fairy because that's in our legends and lore. So that's what it was, you know, and Sasquatch yeah. is the same thing. Frame of reference. Is Frame of reference. Yeah. Yeah. And now I mean, we just live in a world where everything is easily there. Yeah. I, you know, I was well, listening to a podcast today. They were talking about um, the Greys being such a part of pop culture now that it's hard to trust any um, sightings anymore because it exists within our collective brains now that if you see an alien, it's going to be gray. Like it's going to be a gray, yeah. you know, type alien. So interesting. <laughs> weird. Well, you know, you talk about, though, the, the, the kind of state of things are right now. I mean, I. So my, my kids are young. They're going to be seven this year. They're still very much in love with the idea of magic, right? Uh, are, you know, they ask me all the time, do you believe in mermaids? Do you believe in unicorns? Do you believe in whatever, fairies? And, and, and I want to encourage them to hang on to that magic as long as they can. But at the same time, I think we as adults could use a lot more magic in our lives mm -hmm. um, to be able to hang on to the unknown a lot longer in life to question and to, you know, I was thinking this morning, I actually did a little 
monologue in my car on the way home. I, I tend to do that. And obviously I never record any of that stuff. I, I need to, but, um, but I was, I was thinking, you know, we humans need, um, we, we, we love a mystery and the, the current UFO, Bigfoot, all these things are mysteries to us and we have to solve them. I, I realized the other day <clears throat> that all of my investigation, I, I could spend the rest of my life looking into UAPs, UFOs, the paranormal, Bigfoot, so on and so forth. And I will probably never solve that mystery. But the quest of trying to under, understand the mystery and understand it, it for myself is what drives me to do it. We need a mystery. The more magic we remove from our lives, the more mundane our lives become. And, you know, I, I think it just drags down the overall spirit of the earth or the world, to, you know, altogether. So, yeah, I've kind of thought about that too. And it's like, what, you know, what if all of a sudden just one day, like within a week, everything we solved all of these mysteries, what would we do? What would we do? <laughs> We'd all I don't know. Accountants. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Paralegals, I guess. I don't know. It's got para in the name. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it, you know, like, I don't know if you all had any experiences, but I've had, I've seen something, you know, that I, God, I hate to say it was Bigfoot because I don't know. I didn't see it that, that well, but experiences and things I've read tell me that more than likely it was. Um, but then I've also seen what people in the clergy and, and, you know, people that have more knowledge of angels and demons than me have told me what I seen was a demon. And I'm like, and I'm fine with never seeing that again, yeah. but yet I want to see a Bigfoot <laughs> again, yeah, but right. I'm, I'm like, there's some things that I don't want to know anymore. Well, you know, I was, I was thinking about it this morning in something that I've been really mulling over with Stefan and our friend Santosh lately is um, you know the, the human eye only sees like .005 of what there is to see in the world because it's only that's all we can process the visible light so what exists in the rest of that that we can't see that we've tuned out maybe that's where these things demons and angels and unicorns and bigfoot and all that kind of stuff maybe that's where they live they're always here they're always in this space but they're just just offset a little bit from our current vibrational frequency so that we don't see them and they don't see us but occasionally we interact in certain situations yeah they say that that's why you kind of catch stuff out of the corner of your eye sometimes because you're able to kind of the corner of your eye isn't trying to process like the front of your eye is. And so it, it'll kind of catch that slip, I guess, so to speak. Well, we've, we've discussed some wild stuff on the show and uh, I have, uh, I have a theory that we kind of delved into me and me and Joe a little bit and it involved the Nephilim. Yeah. And we've talked about that for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you all one of this theory that yeah, I, I'm curious, that I man. Of. Yeah, well, man, and then you all can me. tell me, you know, either that you know I need to go back to start smoking dope or something. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> come to Arizona, you know, it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with my bourbon and my cigars. Um, so we've talked about the Nephilim, and we know that they have some supernatural powers of some mm -hmm. kind, right? 
what however much of that once they mated and had offspring was transferred to that offspring correct mm-hmm. yep and i mean there had to be some so the offspring could then be you know whatever god wanted to wipe out which was you know when he wiped them all out when he threw the demons into the swine you know to get rid of them so we know that then they can inhabit animals and i'm giving you kind of the condensed version okay. so then if what's to say that to survive that like bigfoot wasn't more of an ancient animal or creature or human or whatever um because no one knows there's no experts yeah that the nephilim or the offspring of nephilim kind of inhabited some of these bigfoot or the bigfoot as a race Mm -hmm. and what has happened is like people see them and then they always say they were gone right in front of my face and i said well if they were if they had that kind of power they don't need to leave they can much like and i always refer to like say david copperfield Mm mm-hmm if David Copperfield can make you believe he just made a car or the Statue of Liberty disappear because he's it's all in your mind. Yeah. Right. What's to say that these Nephilim aren't standing right in front of you, but they're just making you feel like, you know, they disappear. Interesting. You know? theory. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. necessarily cloaking or anything. It's no. just mm-hmm. that, well, you know, their, yeah. their mind, you know, is a lot stronger than ours. And we, I mean, we don't use, hardly any of our brain for the most part right so i'm i don't know like i said it's just a theory but it's one that i go well and it fits into that spectrum too it's like what if you know they're able to manipulate the spectrum that we were just talking Mm -hmm. about right like that you know i hell i'll go in i'll even dive in with the nephilim theory because we have our uh friend and guest the theologian who we talk to a lot about this biblical stuff too and it's like there's that idea yeah that why not why couldn't they have inhabited and then there's i've heard theories that nephilim or sasquatch may have been the neanderthal that they didn't actually die out they evolved uh into sasquatch or whatever mm-hmm. um and that's why there's so little of them because there was they almost died out and that's what they evolved into and things like that but still i can take that theory of the nephilim whatever powers existed because you know like if the big bang happened which you know we think it did what the fuck was there before it right so Mm -hmm. or what was there right after it so we don't know everything that was created so uh, and i like josh it's like we don't even we can't even see half the shit (laughs) i mean for all we for all we know there's a nephilim standing right over our shoulder for every single one of us right now and and we would never know because that was my just... wife that came in here, Josh. I don't appreciate <laughs> that at all. But, like, but really, thanks, because thanks for the peaceful sleep tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but I mean, night hags. You know, maybe night hags or nephilim that you just happen to see because you're in an in between state between dreaming and waking, and in the in between state, that's when you can see the things that that move around in your space well and then to get ancient aliens it's like what if they weren't angels in the first place that they were creatures from another world another planet that actually seeded with these people and created mm-hmm. these hybrid offsprings so yeah. boom well yeah, and there's, that's a and, rabbit hole well, <laughs> yeah then, it is <laughs> and then you go you go the you go a little bit you go a little bit farther and you take it into like the whole idea of darrow and tarot and the fact that you know they're you know shaver talks about this people that 
live you know in the earth so to speak and so there's these massive caverns with cities and things so maybe that's where sasquatch lives yeah maybe. yeah i've always yeah we've I've always that believed before. it yeah i've always believed that just because of the native you know the the first nations people always believed that they were living in in caves or in mountains you know yep. and we know that like well from from our area that mammoth cave i've been in mammoth cave up here and then i have been in texas where one of the ends of it is yeah and they found dinosaur bones in that yeah yeah so i mean that's and they know that it is a pathway from kentucky down through texas well we talk about that too that there there are so many unmapped caverns that just pickle the entire underground of Kentucky that the entire state is connected just Kentucky alone you know like and then I've been to Carlsbad Caverns and they too have this area where you can still see the dinosaur bones they show you over they were never removed you can see down there the different bones um, from dinosaur bones to later mammals and uh, things like that there was even like a, a woolly mammoth like tusk down there and they're like how did that how did it even get in here like <laughs> so. people people yeah people he said people I mean, well i mean well you saw that thanks yeah thanks. Well, <laughs> oh, we're done i guess i'm gonna be a paralegal yeah. now. <laughs> well you'll be a paralegal a paratrooper it has to be para in the name you can't yeah, go from paranormal be. to not being something else para i mean that's, right. just, that's the rule so but um what, what i was gonna say is the thought that um i totally lost it oh no so you were talking about the lizard man of south carolina uh, what we were talking about in one of our early episodes about the clawed beast of the Ohio mm-hmm. um, and how similar thinking about the clawed beast of the Ohio, which happened around the Evansville area uh, in Indiana um, and how close that is, you know, description to the lizard man of South Carolina, the frog man of, of uh, Loveland, Ohio, and then even some relationship to the Hopkinsville uh, goblins in uh, in Kelly and Hopkinsville, Kentucky. And so, didn't we figure it out that um, Kelly, the Hopkinsville goblins, and the uh, Claude Beast happened the same day? Yeah, they happened on the exact same day. Exact same day. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And they're directly, like, Kelly is directly south of Evansville. As the and crow so, flies. And it was like 30 miles or something like that, the difference there. And they are very similar, the way they were described and things like that. It's, it's, and, wow. but, but that got lost because the Hopkinsville story got so big that the, right. the Claude Beast the, of the Ohio Claude story Beast. got. But like the the Claude Beast of the Ohio story, if you've never uh, looked at it or looked into it, no. um, so this just to kind of summarize it, uh, these people are swimming in Evans in the Ohio River and near near Evansville. Problem number one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this, <laughs> this is this is back in fifty whatever. I think this is probably pre damming days, so the river the river was probably. A little lower yeah little... and it was like an off area where it was like where it was kind of like a um a watershed so they were swimming yeah. in that area but anyway so um she uh gets pulled underwater and um comes back up screaming gets pulled underwater again they finally you know heard her friend get her ashore she's got scratches all over her legs that's got this weird mud in it that only comes from the bottoms of rivers that only exist in caves and cave systems 
So this something came out of a under under Ohio River cave system, swam up and tried to pull this woman uh, down and left these traces of mud in her wounds. So wow, I've never heard of that. Yeah, check it out. And then the Loveland Frogs, I think, happened the same year. Um, so it's all very similar, and it's all along that Ohio River area. River, yep. and especially if you think if it was coming from an underground river, right, if it's going through a cave system, that could have gone straight to Co- Kelly Hopkinsville area Loveland. for a place for them to duck and hide and run to. And, you know, of course, you look at Hellier, you know, and then you're looking at the other side of the state, more, you yep. know, stuff like it's It's crazy, man. Well, and I mean, and how much, you know. That neck of the hood all the different uh, rivers and lakes that are connected in Kentucky and they all those things flow over top of a lot of those cave systems and so they probably have you know pieces that that trail off from the river and flow through the cave system and come back out somewhere else in the state and so on and so forth so yeah it's it's just crazy to think about how intricately connected uh, so many of the Kentucky is just a really good example but you, to your point the mammoth cave system extends far beyond Kentucky oh yeah um, and, and I would argue that, you know, we don't, of course, have it mapped, but I'm sure that if you were to somehow map all of the cave systems across North America, I would bet that all of them connect somehow. Somehow. It's like a big a bunch of rat tunnels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three yeah. stacks are going to start coming out. With uh, with with Bigfoot and, and, uh, and Tarot and Daryl living inside of them. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so, you know, I, I, so I do want to ask um, more of a traditional question. You know, okay. I said I, I said I would try to avoid these as much as possible, but oh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so, what? But what did you have a sighting that said, "Man, I got to look into Bigfoot"? You know, we talked about I, I saw my UFO sighting, and that drove me right. So, did you have a sighting that just spun you up and just I've got to really look into Bigfoot? I know you've always been interested, but what drove you to start? you know looking into it well i didn't have a sighting till afterwards Hmm. which is which is weird um i've just always been fascinated by the strange the weird the Hmm. you know i I mean i grew up on fantasy and fantasy art because i'm an artist you know Mm -hmm. so i was always a a fan of frazetta and vallejo oh yeah uh, me too (laughs) yeah they inspired me um and I actually talk to Frazetta's granddaughter online all the time. She's, you know, it's it's amazing that she all posts stuff that I've never seen. And I'm like, oh, something new. Are you kidding me after all <laughs> that? Cool. <laughs> yeah, um, that. But uh, yeah, it's, but I've just always been fascinated by, you know, goblins. And, yeah. You know, of course, I grew up and read Lord of the Rings. Like, mm-hmm. I remember in fifth grade, I read the Lord of the, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings seven times in fifth grade. <laughs> damn <laughs> and they i just couldn't get enough you know and it and it just everything after that i mean was just it just kept coming and i was just yeah. like oh that kind of stuff just drives me crazy i mean you know like for instance i mean everything everything weird i'm into yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i mean name it i'm into it um it's, it's my i'm a, i'm eclectic as crap <laughs> But I mean, I, there was no one moment that I went Bigfoot. Yeah, it's just I guess over the years, you know, I've just and my well, buddy asked me, and we thought it would be a great. If nothing else, I, at the bottom of it, I guess we probably thought, you know, if nothing else, it's 
two buddies that are getting to spend some quality right. time together, you know, right. Amen. and enjoying the, the, the woods, you know, it's like, uh, it's like going fishing. Nobody goes fishing to catch fish, right? It's, it's to spend yeah. time and drink beer and, and pee off the side of a boat. I mean, that's what we all do fishing for. Right. So, yep. Um, well, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I jump in the water and pee. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you get parasites? That's all. No, I good. just stay warm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, they got that one little fish that'll swim. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, we all heard that in Boy Scouts. Boy, let me tell you. <laughs> and in every movie now since like 1990. Yeah, really. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, well, I've, I, I was always afraid of getting leeches. That's why I was never swam. Oh, Stand like By Me has scared me. Yeah forever but <laughs> that's why i just so, found out so there's this area out here called um montezuma's well and montezuma's castle so it's these uh cliff dwellings you know blah blah well down a ways a little bit was this place called montezuma's well and um i was looking into it it was like this really great well and i was like oh, i wonder what kind of fish are in here because it all comes up from the cave system underneath uh, well there are no fish because of the amount of carbon dioxide that's in the water that it can't support uh, any type of life, bugs, uh, amphibians, fish, but it can support like crustaceans, like shrimp, uh, different freshwater stuff like that. They can, and leeches. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of leeches in this damn well. <laughs> and uh, they, there's this picture that I saw online of this guy because they dove, they took a diver down to kind of see how far it goes down and, and where the entrance into the caves and stuff is. And this guy, <laughs> they were just everywhere man and i'm like nope a swarm of leeches nope no nope. see, see but here's the thing i'll take a leech but i wouldn't be worried about that stuff out there in arizona what i'd be worried about is the freaking snakes man i don't do snakes oh, see, I don't, snakes don't bother me at all man they don't bother yeah, me. listen don't they don't bother spiders. me at all either because i leave them alone <laughs> yeah same same <laughs> if i see a snake i'm like bye yeah Pretty much like Scooby-Doo running. I mean, I have I have nightmares where the snakes chase me. So you know. <laughs> well, that you need to take a look at your sexuality, man. I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but um, no. But uh, one of the things I wanted to say was <laughs> one of the things sidebar or, uh, diversion here um, is one of the cool things about Bigfoot is that out of all the paranormal things out there, it has the most, in my opinion, physical evidence because ghosts you, you there's no such thing as physical evidence it's incorporeal right there's no physical mm -hmm. evidence um for we don't have any alien um things like that we don't have well the government has them all well yeah but it's like you know we could say that those are lights in the sky we can say right. that it's the house moving with with ghosts or things like that but it's like we have these footprints that we find that we've got casts of this the, that smell that so many of us have been out deep woods and heard that that yelp and the different things that the we knocking have, and the knocking and you know it's like but especially the the footprints that people find and have found. Mm -hmm. i mean i found one I, I think i sent it to you wayne too was when i was in new mexico up in the sandia mountains and i found that one i was like oh it's just right there like yeah <laughs> that's right there and well, that to me is what makes it so exceptional we've actually found some hair samples we we've yet to get them tested because we're we sent them out to someone and we're not we're not sure the tests were done or even done properly or even done at all. Right. Um, so now we're really kind of close to the chest with who we let, you know, yeah. in our mat and who we let see them. I mean, well, I can talk about it all day long, but that yeah. don't mean you're going to get to see them. Yeah. So, uh, 
we, we're trying to round up the right people and to where we can keep them in our possession and have them do the testing, some testing right in front of us. Yeah. Um, because burn me once, it's on me, you know, burn mm-hmm. me twice. Uh, yep. I mean, I'm just not, we're just very kind of close to the chest with that. But oh, we, have some, we have found some weird hair samples. We've heard some wild things in the woods. We have experienced, I mean, some craziness. Um, like I said, with mine down in eastern, southeastern Kentucky, um, you know, that night, it was, I wasn't expecting anything, to be honest. And it it kind of changed me, changed my world, because I still don't know what happened, you know, at some level. And so, you can't wrap your mind around it. So you care to elaborate on that story? Well, we went out. I was with, I don't know if you all know who Charlie Raymond is. He runs the Kentucky Bigfoot organization. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, good friend of mine. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to go. We were going down. Uh, somebody wanted him to come down. And uh, they was having some issues on their property and some sightings and some things they couldn't explain. And this person was an outdoorsman, big time, had his own, made his own game calls and everything. I mean, mm. had his own uh, cable channel, you know, show. And he did kind of the, he was, he was, uh, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? He took people out, you know, to certain places, fishing or hunting. Yeah, or yeah kind of like a, a, a guy. But yeah, there's a, yeah. a better name, yeah. Sherpa? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, he, so we went out there. And before we got there, there, you know, we helped, you know, and I'm going to, you know, pat charlie on the back here because it was a great thing and and the townspeople they had a couple kids that were dealing with cancer and it was of course a coal mining town and so when the coal mining left they were poor you know this whole place was just dirt poor and so we did a presentation two or three of us and uh, i didn't do anything i just showed up and was helping charlie and he did a good presentation and we had thomas markham and a couple other people and we raised money so I put some of my prints out there and sold them and, you know, stuff like that. We gave all the money to the families, raised a ton of money. Incredibly, the people that in the town that didn't even have much were, were you know, donate yeah. to this, these two families. I mean, it was it was great community, you know, joining in. Um, so we go that night, uh, meet the guy and uh, we had went to dinner. And it's funny because. Charlie, am I boring you? No, nope. not at all. I'm <laughs> in, man. <laughs> so, Charlie, actually, we were eating before, you know, that evening, and I said, "What? What did you, you order, Charlie?" He goes, "I'm having the fish." And I went, "Well, that's a bad move. Who does that? Who gets fish in a strange town, you know, <laughs> in Kentucky?" Right. Well, where's that fish coming from? <laughs> is it glowing? You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So ended up, he got sick and, uh, he, so he had to stay and he was like, dude, you gotta go, 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 you know? And so we had, I don't know, we had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people. Um, and so we're just going, he's telling us about the land. His said is he was part Indian and his, uh, grandfather was a, uh, shaman. And he's telling us about the land and there was a used to be a cave on there before all the strip mining and everything and they dynamited some spots and it actually caused the cave to collapse 
that there was some old paintings on the walls, mm. Native American paintings. Mm. And he, and you can't even get to it now. He he tried, and he said it's just all collapsed in. Jeez, and that uh, sucks. yeah, so he's telling us about all his experiences and what's happened. And you know, we had thermals and everything going out through there, and we kind of got up to the top. And uh, he told me he was like. I said, didn't you say there were some caves around here? He said, yep. He said, if you keep going down that path and around, he goes, it goes around like the little valley there and they're right there. And he goes, they're not far. And I was like, well, I'd like to go there. And he's like, mm, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he's like, I, there's this strangeness going out here, Wayne. I have people have things thrown at me. I, I see kind of things out of the corner of my eye. I, have, I hear whistles all the time. And he knows the birds, the animals. He goes, it's none of those. Hmm. So... You know, to cut to the chase, me and someone else kept feeling like we was hearing something. So we kind of stepped away and we found some weird tree things and, you know, formations and like the tree was weaved in another tree, you know, like 10 foot up in the air. Hmm. And it was like, there, it's impossible that the wind blew it over. Yeah. It was basically broken off and you could tell it was yeah. wrapped into it, weaved into a tree, two or three trees. It was weird. And uh, so, we go over to the edge and I work my way around the edge and there's a big valley and man, it was dark. And I said, um, there's something down there. Cause I kept hearing it. And I used to hunt a lot. So what I would do is I would, when I thought I heard something is I'd close my eyes and just listen yeah. until I could pinpoint where it was. And that's what I did. And I opened my eyes and I could, I just knew there was something down there and I didn't know what it was. But the more I like looked and looked at it, and it was dark. It was right at the like where the tree started again. It got dark. You know, there's a different level of darkness right there. Yep. And I felt kind of weird, like you know, dizzy or something. And I was like, my heart started racing. I was like, what the hell's going on? And so finally, I got up, and I was like, I'm gonna let them know that there's something going on over here. And I got up and walked back over to them. They were probably about 30 yards away from me. And they said, I I was telling them, and they was like, dude, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't feel real great right now all of a sudden. But I, I basically passed out, and they caught me. Wow. And uh, so they were like, they checked my pulse, and they were like, dude, your pulse is just off the charts. And then after I passed out, and I was away from there for a few minutes, they kept me over there for five, 10 minutes. Everything went back to normal. I was fine. And they was like, dude, stay away from there. You know, maybe something's going on with you. And I was like, yeah, maybe, but I don't have any issues, you know, other than, you know. And so I walked back over. I went back over there against their wishes and sat down about the same spot and listened. And I could hear something moving again. But it was kind of that moving of like something trying to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a deer. I know what deer sound like, you know. Now, I... He, he said there's been bear down there. There's been mountain lions. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard those. So, But still, there was something there. I knew it. And I started kind of doing the same thing again. Close my eyes and focus to where it was at. And open my eyes and was just kind of looking. And boom, it hit me again, dude. It was like I, could, I knew it where it was. And I was just watching and watching and watching. And I started getting that feeling again. Wow. And so... Finally, I got back up, 
kind of went back over. I was like, dude, it's happening again. And then I felt fine after a few minutes. Mm. And they were like, okay. And then we heard something up above us moving, like it, you know, like it knocked the edge of the rocks off. And they actually were falling. And we were like, what the hell is going on here? So we stayed around. And then we decided that maybe if we left a couple people up there with a flare and we walked on, you know, back we take because there was a couple women with us and he's like we'll head back down you know and leave a couple of you here in our thinking i mean we're not very smart obviously but we were like maybe we can fool it to thinking the mass is going this way you know yeah and something will happen because it seems to be the less people the more something happens so we went down the hill and we actually stopped under a big tree that was, you know, just like a big bowl tree, you know, we were underneath it. And the, one of the guys actually said, I'm going to take a nap. And he laid down and it was the cousin of, of the, the uh, guy's son, you know, so his nephew and he lays down and me and his son are standing there talking and they all went down the path a little bit more and they were standing there talking and you're real quiet, just whispering. And me and his son was standing there talking and we all had lights on our hats, but we had them turned off, you know? And I look up and I'm looking up the path and it so it went up and then it kind of turned and went back up like, you know, like a little S. Yeah. And I was, I was like, Oh, I was like, here they come now. And I seen this big figure walking down the edge of the path. And I said, Hey, I screamed, you know, hollered out. I said, Hey, I said, we're down here under the tree. And as soon as I said that, it stopped dead and it hit me. That's not our friends. Mm. And it stepped across the path. And that path was wide enough to get like a little, kind of like a little Ranger S10 or, you know, four wheeler up it. Stepped in, was disappeared, gone. Mm. Well, at the same time, I'm running up the hill towards it. Don't ask why. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm just, I mean, just shitting and getting up the hill. And his son is right behind me going, did you see that? Did you see that? I was like, I seen something. He goes, was that a damn Bigfoot? I mean, he's screaming as we're running up. It was a Bigfoot. Tell me. He goes, oh, my God. I mean, so he's seen it, too. Mm. And we're standing up there looking, and I'm looking for tracks, prints, broken anything, you know, I can find. Of course, it's dark, and I'm doing my best to find anything. And about that, I don't know, probably about five minutes after we're up there looking around you hear some talking and here come our friends walking down they had their lights and everything on and they're like what are y'all doing and i tell them what's going on they're like what and we're freaking out you know we looked around didn't find anything we go down the hill as we're leaving and we're kind of it's so muddy and nasty which is weird that we didn't find any tracks because i definitely seen something he did too we're walking down the path and we're, you know, kind of two at a time, you know, like probably about mm, 15 yards in between each little group. And me and me and the guy are talking. His name was Jerry. He's passed on now, unfortunately. Um, and we were we were talking and he was like, what did you see? And I was like, man, I don't know what I seen. And I'm just telling him, you know, just trying to describe it. And I'm like, I don't know. He goes, was it a Bigfoot? I said, I can't say that. I'll never say that because I don't know. Yeah. And about that time, we hear the most clear, crisp, perfect whistle you've ever heard up on the ridge above us. And 
he looked at me and he goes, did you hear that? And I said, yes, that whistle. And he goes, yes. Now this guy, you know, is over six foot tall, big boy. He gets giddy like a little schoolgirl. He's just jumping up and down. He goes, oh my God, that's what I hear all the time. He goes, what was that? I said, I don't know. But it didn't seem like anything I've heard in the woods before, you know, like a bird or anything. And he goes, it's not. He goes, and that's what's haunting me. That's what's bothering me. He goes, I hear it a lot when I enter the woods, when I leave the woods. And I mean, I've never seen a big guy so giddy in all my life. He was just (laughs) freaking out. But I mean, I don't know what I've seen. I don't know what happened to me. You know, we got to talking about it later. I told my story over and over about what happened to me. I told it to Charlie. He asked me when I got back to the room, probably for three hours, you know, just, okay, tell me your story again. Yeah. Dude, I just told you like seven times, you know, but he (laughs) wanted to make sure nothing was changing, you know, or that nothing was. And uh, it's weird. It's, I don't know what it was, but. You know, it, it's crazy. I mean, we've heard other things, me and my buddy Tim. We've heard a big roar. We heard a, a deer running. And, you know, I know what a deer sounds like running. We thought we jumped the deer. It was in a pine or a cedar thicket, and we were down below it. And we thought we jumped the deer. And I said, well, there goes a the deer. And all of a sudden, you heard something sound like a semi going through these woods after it. Hmm. Just crashing. It's like nothing was in its way that was going to stand. And... All of a sudden, you didn't hear that deer no more, and you didn't hear that thing running no more, and you heard the god-awfulest yell that you've ever heard. And I was like, somebody got him a deer. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was it was weird and creepy, and I said, let's run up there and see where it's at. And he's like, dude, not the best idea. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, you're probably right. But that's where I'm so curious about all that stuff. Yeah. You know? And it just, that just made fueled me to, you know, even more. Well, why does all this stuff have to happen in the night? Why can't we, you know, have investigations that happen in the daytime in a wide open field, you know? (laughs) With satellite imagery. They've had them, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at, look at Falk and look at, you know, the Falk monster. They've had that. And I mean, look at Patty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it all depends on if you believe all that story. Now I know Bob Gimlin, you know, he's a friend of mine. He's family to me. And, it doesn't get any more real when you he tells you his story if you've never met him it's it's uh you know if he's lying then there's no hope for any of the rest of us you know right because it's i mean he tells you from your and he'll look you in the eye the whole time and he doesn't really care if you believe him or not but like he said he's seen it as yeah, a matter of fact how I, that's how i feel about travis walton same thing yeah i see <laughs> um well, speaking of a good case, one of the things that brought our attention to Wild and Weird West Virginia and Joe Perdue was the um, Sasquatch sighting from John Tinney that happened mm-hmm. last year. Remarkable story. I mean, we, you know, we got to talk to Joe about that in length for, you know, hour and a half or so. Um, did you get to take part in any of that, uh, you know, or is that? No, like- just, no, I wasn't there for that. Um when I when I go out there, we're going to go to a couple of those places and, you know, do some research. But I didn't get to I remember when it happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he called me and said, dude, you know, this is, you know, you you got to listen. You got to just mm-hmm. sit back because that's why it, we were so excited. I mean, he was resolute and the evidence is striking. Mm-hmm. Well, they just found uh, 
Did you know that he just found uh, another track? I, no. Uh, Joe or, or the John guy? Joe. Joe? No, I don't I don't think I heard that. Yeah. Well, John is just a, a herpetologist or whatever you yeah, call he's, him. Yeah. He's just yeah. some guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe, um, actually, they someone some lady emailed him um and we call it they call it the wineberry tracks oh i did see that wineberry that mm -hmm. strikes some memory to me you guys covered that yeah. on the show right yeah mm -hmm. yeah and so he just uh he found they found tracks out there and uh some you know telltale signs and that sounds like a, a promising spot too so mm -hmm. you know and of course you know he was on finding bigfoot so yeah. Hollywood is, is what I call him now. Captain Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> he hates it. He hates when I do that. Too. Oh, of course, I, I believe it. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you were talking a little bit about the uh, tree being woven into another tree. Mm -hmm. uh, we had uh, uh, read my mind, dude. <laughs> Tyler Strand on uh, not too long ago. You know, he was in the, the Hellier series for a couple episodes, second season, I think. And, um, he was talking about how he's been really researching into those where it's like you, I don't remember what he called them, t, t, uh, tree structures where it's like a mm -hmm. bunch of different trees that are kind of, you know, intersecting or whatever that are that are laid over on each other. Have you ever seen those or any experience yeah. with those at all? Uh, we've, we've found a couple. There's one on the property that we're investigating now, and we've been investigating it for a while. There, there's been, I mean, everybody that is surrounding this property, and it's probably about three to 600 acres, the, everybody that's got you know close to this property has had some kind of sighting or, or incident mm. um and the guy that owns most of it is uh he's had a lot of issues he's got like three or four rental properties on it and people have had to leave because they're you know they get scared or they get you know tired of dealing with it yeah um but yeah there's uh we've found well we can't we don't know that that's what it is definitely but it's really weird and we even asked him and he was like, where's that? So we were telling him <laughs> and he he's never seen it, but we just happened upon it. And it's right by a little stream that runs through his property. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it almost looks like it's like it's, it's laid over. And then there's a spot you could almost, and what, the way we described it is it's almost like a holding spot for like a mother that would put her young in there mm. because we could get in there you know like one yeah. at a time me and him could get in there and it it seems perfectly laid over with all these trees and that's what we thought maybe that he was cutting some stuff and just yeah. laid them in but it was a weird spot to do that but we was like we don't know and then the first time we found he found it and then he showed me and we were I was like dude this looks like where, you know, if you were going to put like a baby for protection right. or a young one and, you know, tell them to stay there while you're hunting. It, it that would sounds be to me spot. like you're describing uh, Superman's little ship from the Superman movie before it melted when it when it went through the atmosphere. You know what I'm talking about? Like it had yeah. all the juts out everywhere. But yeah, like, uh, this is the it, foresty. It, it sounds it sounds like a blind to me. Is it a blind? Is it kind of like a blind? Is that in, in, in a way? But it's right on the ground. It's okay. right on the ground. And it's just almost like you laid and, and they're not small 
twigs or anything. These yeah. are big, huge branches that have been laid over each other like this and stacked up. And I mean, you can lay in there if it was raining and you probably wouldn't get wet a whole yeah, lot. And they yeah. found um, they found ones that are all just full tree logs like that have been mm -hmm. put together like that. I mean, these uh, furry men of the forest, I, I you know, it's almost like as if they are uh, to me it's almost feels like art too like to get yeah. that um that uh you know uh, if we compare them to us or to compare them to apes and things like that we are the few in that species that can appreciate or create art and um i almost look at that as almost if it, as if it's kind of art as well as function yeah well and it, and it makes me it makes me ask the question and i'm gonna ask and ask you the question i think a lot of people think that uh bigfoot sasquatch are uh, either like Stefan said, Cro-Magnon man or whatever, but but it's implied that they're, uh, for lack of a better phrase, dumb. Um, but there is there's no indication to me that these are not intelligent animals or right. intel they intelligent Harry creatures. And the Hendersons? I mean, <laughs> I don't think they're I don't think they're dumb at all. I think not they're at very at highly all. intelligent. Yeah, and I think that they probably. Well, everybody says, well, because they don't use tools. If they were so smart, if they were smarter than us, then why don't they have cars and everything? Blah, blah. Well, they don't need that. That's not I, what, I you hate know? that, that right. egotistical yeah. way of looking at things. Such a human thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we're the, we're the top, you know. Right. Oh, we're the top of the food chain. No, we're really not. Yeah. yeah, we assume that other life needs to look like us or be created like us or do things like us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just... Well, I mean, there and, and there's. I mean, I don't know how much of the population it, it, it comprises of, but my 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 brother is one. Uh, there are people who would really like to get away from all that stuff and just live in the woods, off the grid, and and you know, and and hunt for their food and grow their food and all that kind of stuff. And my brother would like to do that. He can't because he's got two kids and they have to go to school and all that kind of stuff but i <laughs> or mean you got like the wild man of kentucky <laughs> right but i mean there are, there are people though that uh the, the closest they get are probably just going out on the weekends and camping and stuff all weekend long but i mean um yeah i mean i so so many of our problems i think are caused by uh so many of our conveniences that we've created for ourselves and so to assume that some other species would would need those conveniences is a, I think is, is a really poor assumption. So, well, and I think, yeah, it's they also, have, I think it's also disconnected us from the rest of the animal kingdom. Yeah. Well, and you think what, what drives, what drives humans is money. Yeah. So they, they don't need money. Right. You know, it's all survival for them. We're just too stupid to realize that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's really when you break it all down, it's all survival for us too. It's just a different type of survival. We, we, we are surviving in, in our concrete jungle as opposed to well, uh, and our, we have grown heavily dependent on others for survival as well. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. We we manipulate the situation to survive. So, but this is not a sociological podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say we are uh, at about the point where we need to wrap things up. Um, so I wanted to give you an opportunity, Wayne, to kind of 
you know, because you've mentioned a few things already. We've got BSI, we've mentioned Wild and Weird, as well as your art. And it's just, this is that time to kind of let people know where they can find all of that stuff because it's all fantastic. And I've seen a lot of your art. It's incredible, man. And I it, well, thank you. You know, so it's where can they find all this stuff? Well, you can go, first of all, to the Wild and Weird West Virginia, which is wildandweirdwb.com. That's the main page. You can go to the podcast at Wild and Weird wv backslash podcast um and you can listen to all of our episodes there and we get we have some great people on you know we've you know like you all do we 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 yep. just and then there's times when we're just bsing and having fun and yeah uh, <laughs> yeah that, that's sometimes those are the funnest um and then uh you can go if you want to connect with me you can go you know wayne barnes on facebook if you want to get on my uh, art page it's wayne barnes designs on Facebook and you'll see a picture at the top because apparently there's a fake one out there <laughs> and I haven't figured out how to, you know, I've reported it and they still haven't taken it down. So wow. some people go there and uh, this is the picture you'll see. This is the picture you'll see at the top of the page if it's mine. Oh, great. So we got Karloff, Karloff and Karloff. We got the... <laughs> so that's, that's the one that's at the top. There's actual art on my page. The other one, there's nothing. And I don't know why people connect to it, but there's nothing there. <laughs> I don't know. But, Sometimes uh, I've done that where I've trying to find a certain person. I'm like, I don't know which one it is. So I just click on all three. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the guy who sends a message to all the Steffens on Facebook saying, hey, guys, how great is it to be a Steffen? That's me. <laughs> we, have a, we have a group. It's awesome. <laughs> he's like he's like which one is the real richard simmons <laughs> right <laughs> oh man but yeah absolutely guys get out there and check out all that stuff because the podcast is great just the work that bsi does that wild and weird does that you know your artwork and, and I, again i always got to push joe's statues and toys and stuff oh yeah lord his stuff is amazing yeah ron and joe are ron and joe are just amazing that's the stuff <laughs> they put out you know and yeah and i'm always uh you know, humbled and thankful that they let me go along for the ride, even though on the show I always tell them that I'm the star. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, that's why we asked you and not them. I'm <laughs> uh, no, but we did yeah. have Joe on first. We, we, did. we did. We did, but we were trying to get John on. We were building up. We were building yeah. up. Oh, you were trying to get to me. Is that what you were trying to do? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we were too nervous to go the direct route. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but yeah, that's one thing I, I love. And we, we push a lot of people over to the wild and weird group page as well. Cause much like ours, all you guys are very active and especially Ron, Ron is on there in like two seconds. Boom. Oh, like, yeah. if, you, if you ask a question, that man is jumping on you, man. Let well, that's because you. he doesn't have anything else to do during the day. <laughs> Some of us work for a living. Ron just and Ron's an alien. So that, this is true. You this know, true. he's like the ultimate gray. <laughs> he is, he is, man. Uh, but thank you, Wayne Barnes. Thank you so much for coming on Fearscape, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, don't be surprised if we ask you to come back around some other time because we Anytime. really enjoyed this. Had a really good time, man. And, uh, you know, you guys aren't too far from each other, so I uh, wouldn't be surprised if you guys connect. Uh, but yeah. uh, other than that, man, thank you again. We love having you, man. No, thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Great show. Thank you.
All right. Thank you so much, yeah. Wayne. God, that was so much fun, dude. And I know I say this every time, but it's like, I could have talked to you for like three hours. <laughs> I could have just kept talking, man. But nobody wants to listen yeah. to us ramble for 14 hours. Um, but thank you, guys. Make sure you go check out Wild and Weird West Virginia. Check out that podcast. Check out their page. Check out Bigfoot Sasquatch Investigations. You can find check them out, on Facebook. Check out Wayne's art. Oh, yeah, dude. His art is so good. Um, absolutely check it out and all that stuff. Again, thank you, Wayne. Uh, we can't wait to talk to you again. Um, so, but Josh, let's get out of here, man. I'm I'm ready to get back into some of this Terry Risk stuff, man, because I've, we've already had a couple notifications on WhatsApp yeah. letting us know that Olaf's already found some new stuff. So <laughs> I'm already yeah. like, oh, shut up, let's go. I want to go look at this. Well, it's um, like, you know, it's like, you know, he's he's on a different time zone than me, you know, even for you. And so it's, it's uh, going to be an interesting, you know, I'm going to, it's going to be like the days where I used to wake up and have all those messages from you and the, and the theologian. Oh, yeah. Be now it's going to be, look at all this cool stuff I found. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, uh, I hate to drag this on, but it's like Santosh um, was away when we got into our first initial conversation with Olav. And so he showed up and he's like, this is all fascinating. <laughs> like hours later, he's <laughs> like, I'm caught up. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, make sure guys, fearscapepodcast.com slash support. Get into that uh, so we can get you on wristwatch so we can fill you guys in because I want to talk about it so bad. Yeah. But this is just, you know, this is the way we need to do it. Helps us grow the podcast, helps us out anyways. Um, and it's some really interesting stuff. Yeah. So, um, but we got to get out of here. But of course, before we go, we got to get into our listener story. Um, and I wanted to get into that. I've got another UAP sighting that was sent in to us. This comes from a listener named Natasha Atkins. She's from Alabama. Uh, she is a blanket hugger from Alabama. Um, and anyways, Here's her, here's her UFO sighting that she wanted to share. When I was 16, I saw a silver oval-shaped object flying up slowly past some trees in the distance of where I was. It didn't make any noise, and then it just disappeared after a few minutes after I noticed it. But then a few years later, I saw a big ball of light. kind of looked like lightning. Okay, but it wasn't storming anywhere and it just stayed in the same place, not shooting like a lightning does, boom, 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 but fading in and out. And I watched this for at least an hour before it finally disappeared. And so now I'm wondering, what am I going to see next? Yeah, so the fading in and out thing, we know what that is. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it because I imagine, but what I imagine is the way she described it, like lightning is a long stream of light, right? Making no boom for thunder, but it's just fading in and out, right? And it's like, yeah. so we usually see these in like a ball, a fireball, but it's right. like, dude, we don't know physics of space, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But that makes me wonder... Uh, I don't remember if this was before your time or not, but that video that I shared years uh, early in the Fearscape days when I was heading up to Ohio where the sky was orange, just crazy orange. And I still to this day have not figured out what it is. I've never seen it since. Um, And just that video and pictures that I got, no one's able to figure it out. We've debunked every like skeptics. Hey, this is what it probably was. We were able to research and find that wasn't it. That's almost what it feels like. It felt like there was a lightning bolt behind a cloud that stayed bright, like almost like it's crazy. Maybe it was swamp gas. It it was. It was swamp gas and weather balloons. Like that's actually what filled the weather balloon up was swamp swamp gas. gas. Yeah. Yeah. 
crazy dude um but yeah thank you so much <laughs> natasha for sending that in we love our listeners around the country we absolutely love you guys sending those in send those into fearscape podcast at gmail.com uh or like we mentioned earlier go to fearscape podcast.com and submit a sighting do it that way you know you can send in ghost sightings scripted sightings alien sightings josh sightings whatever you want to cite like yeah. you can send it in there so uh but again one big shout out again to wayne barnes and the bigfoot sasquatch investigations and we're wild and weird west virginia joe and ron we love you guys uh but yeah josh unless you got anything man let's get out of here man i don't have anything other than you know our store still around and it'd be great if you wanted to pick up some t-shirts or absolutely and i'm or... i'm gonna be working on that soon to add even more content to there so not just from us but from the other podcasts from the fearscape media network which you can go to fearscapemedia.com to go check out all the other shows i'm gonna be putting up merch for their shows as well and you know that money goes to support uh you know marketing and things like that for their show so yeah check all that stuff out we love you guys we're gonna get out of here uh so thank you guys so much for tuning in to uh uh, fearscape paranormal podcast on the fearscape media network this is stefan keep your eyes on the skies this is josh the search is now oh i see what you did there i see y'all don't even know y'all don't <laughs> even know uh so remember folks hold those blankets extra tight because things tend to get spooky when terry wrist is holding that blanket over your head good night everybody good night We hope you have enjoyed this guidepost on the road of high strangeness with us. And we thank you, as always, for listening and joining our caravan to the weird and unknown. Please consider supporting us as we continue our journey to find the answers we all seek. Fearscapepodcast.com forward slash support. <laughs>